Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. I'm Dave. I am Neil. Thanks for joining us, guys. Very special guest today. We're here with Mr. Matt O'Kine. Hey. Welcome, sir. What's up? This is very exciting. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Nah, thanks for having me. Good times. It's um, obviously, you know, we didn't just come from a song, uh, which I imagine is how you're <laughs> is normally, how I normally go into to thingies. Yeah. starting talking to a microphone. How's the transition? Uh, what, from, from radio to podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot better. You don't have to worry about the time, I guess. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Alex Dyson would always just cut me off mid-story if he was getting too bored, but you guys are going to have to sit through. Do they do the thing where, they, where he has to like look at you and just like wave, like, <laughs> yeah. stop, this is shit, like, this is shit. Up. Yeah. He yeah. got, he got yeah. pretty used to uh, making that motion with his hand, <laughs> that, that um, rotation motion with his yeah. finger. Yeah. How intricate do the hand signals get on, on real radio? Because Neil and I used to do community radio and there would be a lot of like, say we're doing a phone interview, there'd be a lot of like silent, you ask the next question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like me ask the next question, like pointing oh, back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we would, our, our one was the, it was, I mean, boring, guys, it's boring, but it's, it, was, it was an A, like a little, you make a little house over your head, like, yeah. a, like you know, the A and YMCA. Yeah. Um, and that would just mean that uh, that we've put a text to the top of the approved section <laughs> and you need to call them back immediately. That would be, right. that would be, so we'd, we'd signal that to the producer and be like, quickly get on, get onto the uh, top of the approved list. There's a good call. I, I wish that there was some other like, Oh, motion a dick on his head. And then, and then that would be you being a dickhead. But nah, there's nothing cool. Like no, that. you guys are far too professional. Yes, for, for exactly. Signals. Can't be doing, can't be doing that stuff on, on, uh, on the, on the tax dime. Well, if you, exactly. if you've been shit on this show, Owen can actually talk to us during the show. Oh, yeah, Nobody no, can hear him. We can hear him. Yeah, yeah. I talk to and him then we just panic, like <laughs> stop, pull out. It's enough. I talk to him quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're a bit of a shit talker, aren't you, mate? <laughs> you're you're just rag on us mid podcast. I heard I heard on the favorite part of your podcast actually by your own producer. One guy allegedly. Wait, so when when that happens and he like he like no one can hear what he's saying. There are times where you can say shit and no one can hear, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah and like then he's I can doing mix it right it louder later on. Yeah, but, but right now we can hear you. So and the audience yeah. can hear you, right? We're not just having a conversation with it. No, with no, the they host. can hear me. Good, good. Well, Matt, obviously the main reason you're here today is uh, to talk about your new stand show, The Other Guy, yep. uh, August 17th. We're very excited about this. Tell us about it, man. I mean, we've seen the trailer. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, look, it's a show that I've been making for like a year now. Uh, we started writing it about August last year mm. with Becky Lucas and Greg Waters. Um, and it's about a radio host who has just broken up with his long-term girlfriend because he finds out she's been cheating on him with his best friend. Um, we shot it all around Sydney, including an episode that's supposed to be set in Sri Lanka, which was difficult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where was the actual location? <laughs> what, like where, 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 was Sri Lanka? <laughs> where was Sri Lanka? Yeah. Um, a motel in Terry Hills. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Good. The production uh, designer's working overtime way, on that one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like literally every shot could not like go above shoulder height because you'd just see eucalyptus trees. <laughs> like, guys, that's not – they're not native to Sri Lanka. Please yeah, that stop thing, that. Like, in post, you just like chuck like a slightly warmer – Yeah, 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 exactly. Over the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, like, all in Valencia filter. Hotter, and yeah. then, um, yeah, that little – yeah, that sort of uh, shimmer. Um, yeah, and look, it's, it's, it's something that I've, I mean, this is a dream, you know, we're making your own show and, and acting and it's been like the dream since ever, ever since I was at drama school and ever since I was like watching Seinfeld do that sort of thing. So mm. it's kind of, it's terrifying and it's exciting and, uh, you know, I just, I, I think, I think we've made a really cool show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nerve wracking as well. I, I mean, I've never acted that much as well. 
uh, acting 12 hours a day was was full on, especially when you're jumping from scene to scene. Like you're, I mean, like, for instance, we're supposed to be in Sri Lanka and we're in a swimming pool, you know what I mean? And, and like, the, the characters are in a swimming pool and warm 32-degree Sri Lanka <laughs> and it's actually, like, 15 degrees in Terry Hills oh. and there's, like, a safety officer going, you need to get out of the pool now. Like, sure. this is not safe. Um, and you and you, your lips are turning blue, and you're supposed you can't, you're supposed to be saying your lines, but your teeth are chattering too much. Jesus. And so it requires some serious acting. <laughs> for you to get into that headspace. Just um, yeah, and like stuff like that was was like I'd never done those sort of things before. I've never had those challenges as an actor before. I've only ever come into a set and been on set for like one day, and you know played an Ethiopian diplomat on Sea Patrol, <laughs> and that's about it. You know. Yeah, like was it uh, was it really liberating as a brown man playing just a regular old dude? <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Really nice. I think it's like the well, yeah, it's like I didn't have to do an accent or anything. It was yeah. like really exciting. It was, man, and that's something that we we were super proud of when it came to the casting of it. You know, um, we we made some really just like it was great to be able to make those decisions um, and and you know put together a cast that I wish that I had seen earlier on in my years growing up in Australia. And and um, you know, there's no we didn't do anything on purpose with the express the express intent on trying to make a multicultural cast. It's just that's what happened and we're really happy with that. Um, and there's a really good balance. There's a good gender balance. There's a good, um, you know, ethnic balance, cultural balance. Um, we're super, super happy. I mean, I don't know how many old African characters are on Australian TV, but, um, you know, we have one at least. And, uh, <laughs> we got one. We got the one. Breaking yeah. barriers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to play, an, um, you know, an African-American dude or, yeah. or you know, a, um, a just vague African person. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I get to, you know, I get to And such a, such a strong, like, uh, comedic cast right there in, in the leads. I mean, Harriet Dyer, uh, obviously, oh, is just... Like, uh, if you haven't seen her in anything yet, see her in the show Dude, because she's so funny. She is so funny. Like, I mean, I learned heaps from her just working with her. She's she's just a pro, you know, and mm. um, and it, it blew me away from because we got, you know, we got a whole bunch of auditions for that character of Stevie and Stevie's a really out there character and she says a lot of really silly things and does a lot of silly, silly things and is very kind of um, self-obsessed in a way and um, is such a pivotal character in the show. Easily the funniest character. Way funnier than me. It's very <laughs> difficult. Very difficult when well, you're writing shows and you're that. like, oh, I want, I want jokes, but um, you know, that's just not the nature of my character. My character is has gone through a like a big, a big, um, you know, breakup. He's down and out, and so he's not really in the sort of wisecracking situation that Stevie's character Stevie is. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Harry and I just did a first audition. As soon as I, as soon as I saw the first tape, I was like, oh well, someone's gonna have to be. Like I, I don't know how this is going to get better than this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, um, she was just immediately amazing. We um we had a lot of fun on set as well. There was a I think there was a scene where uh, my character has to show my character is self conscious about his body, and so he has to um he has to stand in front of Stevie um who Harriet's character and kind of take off his clothes and sort of go, you know, rate, rate my body out of 10. <laughs> and, um, and like, you know, it's all fun and games when you're writing it on a script, <laughs> but then you get to the day and you're like, Oh fuck, I have to do this. Right. <laughs> like, so, so, and it's the first time I'd ever done a sex scene before or, um, you know, any sort of on screen nudity. So I didn't like realize, I thought, you know, I don't know what I thought was was expecting, but like they have to give you like they give you this little like 
sack to put your bits in. Like a modesty sack. The fleshy patch. Yeah, but it's not like, well, like girls get like a, uh, like a, like a, I don't know, like a tapey thing. Yeah. And, um, and that sort of just sticks over everything. Yeah. And guys have a, it's like this, like, it's like a bag that you would keep earrings in, but bigger. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like one of those, but it's square. Like it's not round. It's like anything. a little drawstring yeah, on it. Yeah, it is. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a drawstring oh, on it. Yeah. And you've got to kind of, you've got to really like pack everything in there and then just like choke, choke out your, is, choke your bitches Is off. there a guy <laughs> whose like job it is to like sort of walk you through how to put it on or they just sort of give you the bag and go... You've got, we've we scheduled fifteen minutes. To that's give you some all time makeup. To that's it. all makeups. And like you know, and the, the other thing is, they've got to like you know, you've got to you like because I had like a real close up on my ass, and all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> all right, well we need to do. We need to do makeup for down there and stuff. And so they're like there with makeup. a brush and like just one guy call. <laughs> they're just pulling straws over who gets to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as I don't need mascara for down there, that's fine. Like, uh, you, often, you often hear that like once you're there and you're doing it, you get over it. Do you get over it? Like how many takes did it take? You're kind of sitting there on a bed. Butt naked. Uh, um, I mean, it's weird because often they'll give you they'll give you a closed set, so they'll ask everyone to leave. But there's always going to be some people there, and and you know, you, if you're in a room, it's not, you know, the it's quite crammed with like four people in this tiny bedroom. Yeah. So there's a real good chance that like there is a sound guy. <laughs> literally with his head like you know right next to your junk and and people people are just and no one knows like people can't exactly look there's not many places to look so everyone's (laughs) looking weirdly away from you and stuff um i mean the sex scenes sex scenes are weird the thing that got me about sex scenes is the like just the sound of kissing you get really conscious of it because (laughs) everyone is dead silent and they're just sort of watching you and you're just do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the worst. It's just man. like this really, really loud. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone in the room is completely silent. <laughs> but yeah, and then you're just like, <laughs> and you're like, oh god, <laughs> I mean, like, stop it, Dave. You've been in a film for like, are there times where you're like, oh, gross, like <laughs> way too much tongue? <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't say that to the actors. Well, what, how, how do you? How do you go? Like, okay, do it just. Way less perverted, please. <laughs> just, just pull back. Just pull yeah. back a little bit on the on the mouth stuff, maybe. And the tweaking. You don't need the tweaking. We it's a close up. No one's going to see much that anyway. tweaking. Too much and that's tweaking. the thing. You're supposed to be getting into this real sexy, you know, move. And there's there's a you know a focus puller there and uh, continuity ladies right next to you. And and you're supposed to be there going, oh yeah, you know, God, you're so hot and stuff like that. And yeah, and and then you're like, you know, you pull your pants down and then you. Your dick's just in this little bag, you know? And you just look down and you're like, this is not hot at all. Like, this is yeah. so not attractive. Are you uh, getting continuity notes on, like, your improvised, um, sexy, dirty talking? Like, uh, actually, uh, actually, Matt, it was... Um, uh, Shut up and fuck, fuck me. Fuck me, me yeah. last time. Uh, yeah. No, a lot of that sort of stuff. I didn't, I didn't do... I, I really couldn't do sexy dialogue stuff. I felt really awkward doing it, you know what I mean? Like and the writing of it is no, that's something that like that's something that um, Casey, our director, who's just so amazing, and she's really great at like uh, talking to actors and everything. And and she was like, you know, we sat down before, and she's like, you know, okay, have you ever done a sex scene before? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, well, just you're gonna need to just go with the flow here, okay? We're gonna we're gonna want we're gonna well, no, she's like, okay, look, don't freak out because you know you need to be in the moment, you need to be doing things, but we will heavily choreograph it, and we need to do that. Basically, so she's like, you know, we don't want you being there on the day, just going with the flow and all of a sudden everyone's stopping and being like, oh, wait, why are you, 
why are you doing that? Do you know what I mean? That's like, the worst nightmare, right? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. That, or something like, happens. I'm like, I'm like, grab my nipples. And like, <laughs> like oh, okay. Matt, that yeah. wasn't in the script, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's that, that moment where like the crew all of a sudden isn't cool with it, with like <laughs> a choice you made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, I, I would hate to have me to have done something in that sort of on the moment and everyone be like, wow, he really, he really wants he really want, he really likes it when someone plucks his butt hair or something weird like that, you know. So uh, yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a new experience and it was uh, it was fun though. It was fun. Outside of the um, the sex uh, scenes, were you guys getting to improvise much or? Yeah, there there are heaps of really fun moments that have uh, stuck around in the show. Um, there is a really great moment with Christian Van Buren and Harriet, who uh, Christian I, I storm into Harriet's uh, Stevie's Stevie Harriet's character's bedroom looking for my money tin and um and and christian van buren's character desi who is uh stevie's drug dealer slash boyfriend slam piece sort of thing um <laughs> is is on a vr is got a virtual reality headset on and they have a really nice sort of moment um that that was completely just between them which uh you see actually a glimpse of in the in the uh, trailer when when desi's character turns his head and goes whoa and sort of reels back from seeing a a, a shark. Um, it's funny though because he, he also says like because we used we used the c word a lot, like a fair bit <laughs> in the show, but it's um I just you know because that's how like uh, that's how we like m- my friends and I talk quite <laughs> regularly. We, we, we'll, we'll drop the c bomb a fair bit, and uh, and American audiences are not are not into that, and so <laughs> we've just had we just we've just had to have like a few conversations like that in the sort of post thing where it's like, yeah, we need to, we need to cut out all of these, these words <laughs> and like replace them with, oh, but then I'm, I'm conscious of saying, oh, damn, or, or Jesus being blasphemous as well. So yeah, sure. yeah, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, there's a really nice, there's a really nice improv that was able to stick, even though he does use that, that word. Because like, I feel like Australians have a very different relationship with that word then that Americans just don't quite understand. When it happens in like a US movie, it's one time and that's meant to be like and a big... And it's like bad. Shit. It's like, it's like yeah. someone no, no, just totally like, dropped right. the mic. Whereas like we use it in friendship. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. Um, but I mean, the other thing is, I, I you know, improving is a weird one because I, I find that it can be, it can really stand out sometimes and it really annoys me when I, when I notice a scene has been improv from like just at the end of the scene. So you see it happening sometimes in shows or movies where, and, and you know, it's going on, the scene should have ended and it goes on for longer than it should have. And it's a two-way street. Some people really like it. And like I said, there's some moments where it's really worked in the show, but there are other times when I watch it and I'm like, this is, this is actors being indulgent. Um, and, you know, as a writer, you spend so long painstakingly we're figuring out every single line and you're constantly getting feedback like this script needs to be under 30 pages. You know, you, you're, just, you're just hacking away at all these things until eventually you, you get something that everyone's agreed on and everything like that and then, um, and then you know, people come in and improvise and sometimes Some it can be really out. good. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it can just be like, nah, nah, don't try and get more lines in this mm, scene, yeah. all right? We know you're the waiter, but just just do just bring the coffee, just bring the sausage, it, please, uh, and get out of the shop, please. I mean, I, I know. Look, it's very early days. Uh, we haven't even premiered yet, but um, you know, surely as a creator, your head's already begun to tick over about: is there a, a second season in you, in your in your heart, in your brain? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like Kanye when he dropped that uh, beat to Jay-Z, that H to the Izzo video. I was watching that video on YouTube and he's like, I went straight to the dealership. Um, I knew I was going to be rich. Um, yeah, first season. Oh, man, I'm already buying houses. Nah. Um, definitely you think about – you definitely you think about it, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a whole bunch of stories that I wish I could have told in this, in this season that, uh, you know, you just can't. And so, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about season two. But then, you know, it's it turns into one of those weird ones. If you watch a TV show, that's done a really successful first season then you watch the second season it can be really tough like it it turns into a different thing and it often revolves around like actors availability Mm. and you know how often you can get them and so every sort of all this what used to be a really great ensemble piece turns into just this weird collection of two headers two handers because you know so-and-so's got a film yeah um you know star trek seven (laughs) over in romania or whatever and so you're like okay well we've got to work around that so it can kind of it, you know, it's it's difficult to know what what will definitely happen if there is a season two because of, of yeah. availability. And such a bullshit technical way to look at it, but that you don't want to make Arrested Development season four. I, I, um, I haven't yeah. seen that. What's that? Oh, you don't even watch Arrested Development? No, nah, I've, I've watched bits I of it. I thought it'd be but way up your alley. No, nah, I mean I've watched bits of it, but look, I haven't watched. Um, so they're, they're like famous famous um, sort of ensemble comedy show. Yeah, made three seasons. Blew up, uh, came back like a decade later to make mm, their fourth season. But they're season. all famous. But they're all famous now uh, yeah, because yeah, they're all sure. like Will Arnett and Jason Bateman <laughs> and all these people. So yeah. they just couldn't get them all into the same room. Um, so you have this like show that was famous for being an ensemble comedy. But um, you're all like they're all each episode's now like basically just one <laughs> just character, one guy. eight separate monologues. Yeah, of almost. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of how the show played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, um, as far as season two goes, there's heaps of stories that I want to tell, and I, there's yeah. like de- heaps of different directions that I want the characters to go in. Yeah. Um, and there's certainly things that I, you know, I hope, you know, like for instance, you know, I don't want to talk too early, but Briggs was only in Briggs was in the first season only in one episode fully and yeah. um and you know i think there's so much room for yeah. uh, my character and his character to continue and also fucking sure. briggs man that guy <laughs> has Simpsons been money. trolling me so bad on on <laughs> on the internet <laughs> and, and, and like like man it's it's, it's do you want to use this to trash talk briggs mate, a little bit briggs, because oh, he's meant to come in a couple of weeks so it's fine it's, he's it's, killing yeah, yeah. me man shot He's killing me. I'm, I'm getting half his numbers on Instagram and on, on, on Twitter right now. If it wasn't for me, he'd be getting zero likes, okay? He's getting centuries for every post he does about me. It's bloody ridiculous. Just paying me out. This is like his main currency right now. It's giving me shit. I mean, if you want, I mean, you can swear on this podcast. If there's a message you want to say to Briggs. Fuck uh, Briggs. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the best actor, writer, rapper out here in, in Australia, okay? You heard it from me, Briggs. Fuck y'all. And uh, that's the soundbite, Owen. Uh, <laughs> package that. We'll send that out. Yeah, okay. I'll have it ready for him next week. <laughs> Beautiful. Stepping Beautiful. back, um, f- I mean, the other guy for a second. I mean, acting in general. I mean, you know, you you're a pretty established comic in Australia. Um, you have obviously the stint in radio with Triple J. Is acting something you want to pursue going forward? Like whether it's season two or whether it's something completely different. Yeah. Is that going to be your focus moving forward? For sure, man. I mean, that was a weird thing that only occurred to me about halfway through filming mm. when I was sort of like, oh wow, I might. Might actually, this might get um, the attention of casting directors and people who are making shows now, and this might be a whole new world that I that I haven't really thought about. I mean, because mm-hmm. your head is so just in the show, just get the show done, write the show, act in the show, release the show, promote the show. It's yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I and you know, and you don't really have a, I don't really have a, a vision about what's going to happen after that. But it's yeah, it occurred to me halfway through that. 
this is something that might open up those acting doors, not just in Australia, but overseas mm. as well, depending on whether the show goes well. Um, yeah, and I love it. I, man, I felt so at home. Um, you know what? They give you catering on set as well. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? That's I mean, why any, I got into this industry. <laughs> yeah. any, any job that I can turn up and they give you breakfast <laughs> and lunch and like a little room to hang out in while yeah. you're like not working, which is most of the day. And there's always it's a coffee the best. Tro- yeah, like, exactly. trolley somewhere. There's, there's lollies on set all the time. Yeah. Like someone's going to give you, like, boost your glucose levels. And, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's like it was the best. I mean- Aside from being in freezing cold swimming pools or having your dick in a bag and <laughs> yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, well, those are the perks, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I used to do that for free. <laughs> Before acting, I always put my dick in a bag. Um, but no, now it's, uh, now it's awesome. So uh, I, yeah, it's something that I definitely want to do. Definitely mm. want to do. Um, I mean, there is that, diff- that, that uh, there is a difficult thing is that it's a lot easier to, I, lo- I really love saying the things that I've, written though mm-hmm. um so sometimes you can you know get things that that you're you know not as comfortable doing and saying but um i guess the beauty is it's not like it was seven years ago where i was working in a call center and any single job was a blessing whether it was a um you know a day on all saints or whether it was a you know and uh languages other than english Mm. Um, tutorial video, which I did a bunch of. Um, <laughs> I did, you know, there's videos out there. I don't know where they are, but there's there's, there's so many videos of me websites. being like, yeah. "Hello, I'm going to study at university today." <laughs> All those ones, like full videos like that. I don't know. I've never seen any of them or anything like that, but they're out there. And there's like, you know, I played a played a doctor in like a um a kids a kids science. Um, show called Murder Under the Microscope, where like yeah. bees were destroying the natural habitat of, or like of some other animal in North Townsville or something. I mean, those sort so of things. Already know you're versatile. <laughs> yeah. um, you can do a lot. Oh, you know, you would I, fucking uh, kill trivia night. Like, <laughs> if it's bees, leave it to me, boys. Yeah, um, I know the bee stuff. You know, or I, or, or it's the three Macca's ads that I did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. so. I, I'm hoping now. I'm not gonna. I, you know, I'm not in that position where I have to just say yes to any single acting job that comes along, lest I, you know, have to continue selling. Selling mm. twelve packs of Chardonnay to to people over the phone. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of whether whether any offers do come in. I mean, you know, I don't know what people will think of my performance as a whole, but I'm in the show an awful lot. So if they don't like it from the get go, then I've got to nail like it at it. least once, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> broken clock is I mean, right twice a day. <laughs> Same with me and my show. If all else fails, I guess because you had Briggs in your show, you can say, Hey Briggs, I've just been running this thing. Could you just show Mac Groney? I real know, quick right? I got a thinks. voice. I can I can play a new cartoon character. I'll be Eric Andre's brother in that show. You could be the Poochie of the new show. <laughs> it could be you. I mean, it does seem like you're sort of dipping your toes in the dramatic waters from the trailer um, with the other guy as well. Um, could you foresee yourself doing something which was without comedy? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I'd really like to as well. Um, I mean, because, I mean, people forget that that's – or probably don't even know that that's what I did. Like, that's what I started. I was starting as a dramatic actor way back in the day, you know, when I was 18 and going straight to drama school. So we did all that sort of, you know, highly emotional stuff where you're sitting – you know, all these uh, preparations and stuff where you'd sit in front of someone for an hour a day and, and say, you know, looking at you makes me feel this and, and, and you know, looking 
me sitting here makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm doubting myself and, and, and I don't know where I'm going in life and I don't know if I've got a really good relationship with my dad. And then you'd end up just bawling your eyes out. I mean, that was all that sort of stuff. It was all soul-searching stuff that you did all through the you know those years of, of drama school. So um, I, I – and, you know, all through drama school, all the productions we did were just straight down the line drama. So – yeah, I, I, I'd be more than happy to enter that world. It's not whether I want to do it. <clears throat> it's whether people can wrap their heads around me doing it, which mm. is always the way that if you try, you know, and that's, and that's what I've found doing all of this stuff. Um, people just love um, not being able to figure, figure you out or they just, it just blows their mind if you try to do something that they're not used to, you know. So, so that's why they'll be sort of, you know, that's why I cross over into music is so difficult for people for me because they're just expecting jokes. Mm. You know, they're just waiting for the punchline in every single song, and it's like, no, I'm not going to be funny in this song. Yeah, and they're like, but what? But you know, that's that's I that's the only reason I know you is because mm. you were funny once. You know, um, and it's the same with the acting world. Like I, I know, you know, people are going to be watching anything I do, and and they're going to be like. Uh, waiting, just waiting, yeah. and then and then you know my character will probably start crying, and they'll be like, oh, this is awkward. Oh, I see, I see what's I, happening. Here. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of it's just a weird mm. one. So I'm ready for it. It's just where the other people are. Well, you kind of hear like I mean, like an artist, for example, like you know Donald Glover, who um, you know started off doing comedy, like writing for like Thirty Rock and and shows like that, and talks about the same sort of thing of like constantly trying to have to show people that you know, you can do things outside of the box that you just automatically put into yeah. you know, when he went and jumped into music and when he jumped into... Do you know what I was thinking about? And stuff like that. Yeah, I was thinking about just the other day, like yesterday actually, um, and it's just, it's the weirdest thing. It really comes down to your like promo shots. It's so <laughs> weird, right? It comes down to promo shots. Yeah. Like, it, like musicians have so many photos. Like every day on Instagram, the musicians are just posting like, here's the shoot that I did this, here's the shoot that I did that. And, and almost all of them are just deadly serious <laughs> shots. Yeah. Like fully stone cold faces <laughs> like, I am a musician. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And any comedian shots that you ever see, your promo shots, posters, all like that, they're always making some slightly quirky, oh, I'm a little bit different kind of face, <laughs> right? Or they're smiling heaps, right? And then actors have got this really neutral, I can be anything face. And like literally that is, those are the three different faces that you need to use to let people know who you are within this in this game. But can right? you jump between the different faces on the same Instagram account. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, it's very difficult. One shot, I'm smiling. The next, I'm being serious, and people like, what, what? So it's like, uh, yeah. So you know, really, it'll come down to me having to probably get some more photos done where I'm looking very serious, where I'm looking deeply into the camera, and it's just a headshot, and I'm like, I have many thoughts. And that, that'll be that'll, that'll be my transition into the world of of being taken seriously as an artist. Because God forbid you smile. If you smile, you're doomed. Well, something to look forward to in the future. Dude, when we talk about like you know people know you as the comedian or they know you from Triple J. Like, do you obviously you're still doing stand up? Do you miss the Triple J stuff? Oh yeah, I mean I miss it, but I don't miss waking up at all. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you know. There, I really miss. I really miss Triple J in terms of the people because mm. I really love working with the people. Um, I miss talking every morning um, because I, I enjoyed that. It would get me up. It would get me energized, mm. and it was always usually fun. 
Um, I do not miss the, um, I don't miss getting up at 4.30 a.m. every morning. And That's I really nice. don't miss that. Mm. I really, really don't miss that. I, 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 that was, uh, that, that was fucking shit. I hated having to do that. I, <laughs> um, I interned for the Triple M <clears throat> breakfast team and like, yeah, it was like 4, 4.30. I'm like, how do you people live like this? Oh, like, it's the worst. I think yeah. I did it for a year and I was like, thank fuck, I'm out of here. Like, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was laughing on the way out. The like, radio <laughs> itself is fun. Like, when you're in the booth, it's yeah. so much fun. But, um, but when you're not, it's, it's just, yeah, it's so tiring and stuff like yeah. that. And also, the radio was a different thing. It taught me a lot about how to work with other people because I'd never, ever worked in an office before, like, with other people mm. in terms of any creative aspect of, of what I do. So, um, you know... I had never had to, as a stand-up, you write what you're going to say, I go out and I perform it the way I'm going to perform it and I feel the repercussions of what that, you know, of what happens. If the audience doesn't laugh, well, that's on me. If the audience does laugh, well, that's on me. All that sort of stuff. But all of a sudden you're working with a team of people and some people are there specifically to facilitate whatever your ideas are. And and if you don't execute them well, then you're letting them down as well. They look bad. You you know, you've got to, you've got to all decide on the, on the same thing that you want to do, you know, and even sometimes with Alex and I, we'd have these arguments and it'd come down to like, you know, what song we're going to play next on the show, Mm. you know, and he'd be like, oh, let's play Drake. And then we can go into Delta Riggs. It'd be like, no, why, why would we do that? Like we We've just come out of the out of a song with Diplo. It's going to sound too similar. Why don't we play Greta Ray first, and then we can? Do, and then it's like, well, no. And we have these arguments over which song we're going to like. The, yeah. You know, and so it's little things like that where you're like, I, I'd never, I'd never learned, I'd never worked with someone else before. So that taught me a lot how to do that. I mean, Alex is one of the best people that you could work with because he's he's so chill. I, I can't imagine having to work with an actual um, with like a proper nightmarish, you know, shock jockey <laughs> sort of person. I, I just I don't think I would be there yet yeah. at all ever. I, I do love that, like the you can go from being he's the chillest guy in the world to being like, and the main thing we fought over was <laughs> whether or not to play Grid Well, Ray I mean, that's <laughs> those are the things. It's probably my fault, you know what I mean? Like he's probably like, hey, I'll do anything. No, I mean, but I mean that's that, that's what happens when you spend a room, when you're in a room with someone for three hours a day for three years. You know, mm. um, you just end up those are the those are the sort of things that if you're going to have an argument, you have arguments about that. Yeah, mm. which song to play? I just next didn't realize or... it was that high stakes in there. That's uh, <laughs> no, that's right? full on, man. But that's that's the thing. No one else listening could give a shit what you play next. You know, they don't even know what you're going to play next. Like, you know, all of a sudden we have this opinion about it. Yeah, we but- argued a lot about songs, but I think that was when it's community radio. You can play whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, when we go from like Drake to Blink to. Billy Joel, like it didn't matter. We would just argue because we don't like the same music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and that's fine. And that's that's fine. Uh, I think all three of our listeners uh, got really, really involved yeah. in the in the dynamics of this. Back or the and one guy who kept calling, he was on a train, he would just breathe heavily, then hang up. Did you get? You guys those, get that? You guys those get classic that well? Triple no? J listeners. No, no, it was just, just we get, get some full on text. We get some full on text. Scary yeah. ones as well. You know, people are uh, people really just ranting about about um, just just yeah. Just stuff that was completely nuts. Like it was, uh, yeah. it was sometimes worrying. But um, <clears throat> I miss, I miss, I miss um, hearing new music as mm-hmm. well. You know, there was it was really awesome. Often I'd listen to the Kingsmill show on Sunday night, and then I, you know, he'd play all these really cool new tunes that I would then, I would then be inspired to play on our show as well, and kind of push out there as much as possible, and really try to support. So I miss doing that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that. I um, I'm really happy doing the, the the TV stuff for now. I think I did my radio time for a little while. I don't think I'd go back there for. I don't think I'd go back to any radio for a few years. Yeah. Um. And I think you know TV and and acting is where I'm focused at at the moment and the making world's, music. 
the world's been deprived of this face for too long. It's time to get the money maker back out there, there, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, we did want to talk about with Triple J. I mean, last week they launched the Hottest 100 survey. I mean, you mentioned that you, I mean, have you already put the the vote in? Yeah, I voted. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. well, I mean, I did the survey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be some stitch up. This is going to be in like headlines somewhere. Fuck fuck the uh, ABC News breakfast was supposed to... Ask me about my cooking show, and then they pop this question in there. <laughs> Next minute, you, there's like headlines in junkie and stuff. I'm like, no, I didn't. You become supposed to be about cook- the cooking. <laughs> supposed to ask me about how to pimp a cake, not some deeply social, socio, you know, political <laughs> statement that I'm making. Um, you know that the hottest 100 thing is uh, is a is a tough one. Um, and I did, I did, I did vote to change, mm. or you know, mm. I expressed my uh, desire to change it. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess the issue that I have, the issue that I have with the whole situation is that, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. Um, and I mean, you know, I, what I can say is that they do care, like they do care and they, and they, and they are listening a lot. And I've not, you know, and I've seen, I've seen Ollie Ward's you know, like really care about this topic and, and, and like, and go and ask a lot of, a lot of people all around the sort of music community, indigenous, um, you know, indigenous groups, all that sort of stuff, like really, really take the time to, to, to listen and think. It's just, it's just, I mean, the, the, the issue is that, um, a lot of, a lot of, people don't see the problem with it or the why other people might have a problem with mm. it. And it's just a, mm. it's a real black and white case for, for them. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Sort of requires this leap of empathy and understanding that's sort of outside their experience. Exactly. The They're just like, why would you change any day? What's the point? Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, and it's, it's trying to, it's trying to, make a change so that you can bring them along with you instead of just going so so you can change their mind as well so yeah. you can kind of guide them on the thing of like hey the reason why we're doing this is it's it's actually it's actually for a really important reason so we want you to listen instead of just being like we're changing the date fuck you guys yeah. if you're not on board then fuck you cuz yeah. then they they're just going to they're going to fight back as well they're not yeah. going to like it they they're mm. going to they're still not going to understand and so yeah, it's, it is a tougher one. It is a tough one. I and mean, it's like John can't come to the party and we want John to be able to come to the party. <laughs> and I know that us changing the date isn't great, you know, it isn't going to make you feel great, but at least then John can come. We can yeah, all, and John can party with explaining us. Explaining that is, yeah, is sort of, I don't know. Some people, it's still amazing how, you know, I mean, <sighs> there's just still so many fuckwits out there, you know, like they just don't have any idea about things. Like we would say, we, you know, Alex and I would talk about, we would just mention We'd say something about, you know, breast cancer or something like that. And then some dickhead would be on the text line and be like, oh, um, I suppose you lads are going to forget that prostate cancer kills more men than yeah. breast cancer kills women. It's like, shut up, you fuckwit. Mm. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. Everyone's going to get their chance. We're just talking about breast cancer this yeah. one moment. This is not a big, you know, push to forget about men's problems mm. or anything like that, lest we stop talking about them for one second. It's, yeah. it's just... Mm. It's just things like that. So it's trying to communicate to that audience is, is can be really difficult sometimes. We spoke a lot last week about the whole Chris Lilly controversy that was going on. And like we were, the, the kind of question we were asking each other was like, what is Chris Lilly meant to do right now? And I guess the what Dave suggested was, you know, that 
Chris kind of, I guess, needs to be aware there is a conversation that's happening and evolving consistently, mm-hmm. you know, and for him to like come in and say it was a misinterpretation and what the rest is, what I guess the vibe was that, you know, he doesn't or hasn't grasped the point that, you know, in 2017, that kind of thing needs to be talked about in way more length. And interrogated. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, if I was, if I was in that situation, I just probably wouldn't have been using those clips anymore. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that anyone, anyone can be really, um, look, as a comedian and stuff like that, I've made jokes in the past that are, that are awful. You know what I mean? Mm. That, are, that are offensive and that certainly as the, you know, because I've been doing this for almost 15 years now, certainly as, as time has gone on, I have personally realized that they're not appropriate, you know, mm. and that it's like that it is insensitive to what another culture or to, to women or to, to men or whatever, you know, uh, to the LGBTQI community, whatever it is, whatever you made a joke about back then, you you have there's room to grow and improve i think i think if you're not showing that improvement though or that realization then yeah then that's when the backlash is going to happen mm. so for him to still be posting those clips you know i mean i don't think that he I don't think that I mean what he, the show that he made has been made. You mm, know what I yeah. mean. And and if there wasn't as huge a backlash back then as there is now, so but then f- for him to have not seen that it's changed, yeah. You know, I think that's where really where the backlash comes in. But but um, you know, I also, you know, I I haven't I have I don't I don't know Chris that well or anything like that. Um, I, I I'm not under the impression that he's a particularly bad person or anything mm, like that sure. by any means. Mm. Yeah. Um. I just think that, you know, time changes and I mean, I read an article recently about about Seinfeld being inappropriate, about friends being inappropriate, about mm. all those sort of things that you look back on and absolutely they've yeah. there's glaring holes in them. And you know, you watch you watch friends and the amount of the amount of jokes revolving around whether Chandler's gay or not and how mm. like that's you know that's the that's literally that's the punchline. The punchline. Yeah. And it's like that's just not that's just not cool. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? But at that the time you didn't you didn't I guess there wasn't that awareness um, mm. and you know so and it, that that sort of thing dates back since bloody TV was being made if, if, you know forever totally. so and we'll look back yeah. at things in, oh, in man, ten years stuff, from now there's stuff go, in my show that'll probably in ten years from now be like I can't believe they said that like mm. that's a bit inappropriate you know mm. and 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 I and I will hopefully all I can do from that point is show that I've got an awareness of where where society is going and what is more appropriate and, and adapt and become better at you know being all inclusive mm. totally and before we let you go Matt um do you want to talk about pimping out cakes um, <laughs> <laughs> can you give us the <laughs> all I'll say is when I pimped out my cake I, I put I put the word disco on top of it and that's my uh, that's my rap moniker so I'm always hustling <laughs> always hustling <laughs> well mate thank you so much for coming on the show best of luck for for the other guy we're very very excited about it. August 17 on stand yeah and check out there's a track uh, by Boilermakers which is uh, my sort of musical collective that features KLP that's coming out on the same day as well as that sort Ooh. of like the soundtrack to the show so uh, keep an ear out and an eye out thanks for having me dudes thank you thanks guys